0: Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.
1: Good morning, and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 943 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in
2: life now your hosts of Beyond the Business Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood and great Saturday morning low country welcome to another edition of Beyond the Business heard here on 943 WSC every Saturday morning from 9 to 930 I'm one of your hosts this morning, Eric Cox, of course, here with the lovely and talented...
0: Hi, low country, this is Leslie Haywood, and thank you for sharing another Saturday morning with us.
2: Another Saturday another morning.
0: Another Saturday morning. I love it when people turn the dial to us. Saturday ah, morning.
2: Well, you know what? Today, there's a lot of people not just turning the dial, they're actually just listening to us on podcasts at their I know. own convenience. Oh, in oh, I know in case so you nice. want to go listen to some of the shows today, simply go to our website at coastalwm.com, click on the radio icon. And you can listen to not only the last week's show, but you can go back for the last five years and hear great stories of entrepreneurship and leadership from here in the Lowcountry.
0: And they can always go to our Facebook page, Beyond the Business, and follow us on Twitter at BTBCHS. That stands for Beyond the Business Charleston.
2: So here we are, another uh saturday in october yeah winding down 2020 before t- or 2020 you like that 2019 <laughs> Are you i'm, already there. Oh, you I'm already? already there we're in the future <laughs> but let's talk about uh our show last week we had alex florin yes. uh here in studio and alex is the founder and lead designer for afi here in charleston uh what an intricate or neat story Uh, In terms of how her journey evolved, Um, any specific takeaway, Leslie? Well, it just
0: goes to show you that you whatever your talents might be early on, they can be steered and basically you can evolve into an industry that you didn't even know that you were going to be into for example she started out painting furniture and painting murals murals and then came up now she's one of the premier designers in charleston so you just never know where life takes you and i think that that is so indicative of a lot of our entrepreneurs that we interview is there where they start out very rarely is where is not where they end up um and i think today we're going to find out a lot about
2: that I'm pretty sure we are but it's not only where it takes you it's who takes you there and in her journey Mm -hmm. you know there was a piece that stood out for me where she flew out to Seattle for an interview um, to work for a design firm and do painting and the person interviewing her said you don't need to be doing that you need to be a lead designer and lo and behold that helped shape and form her business that she has today Today. so and again just another wonderful story Hmm. of of just the journey and entrepreneurship and the spirit of what we love about um what's happening here in the low country and so you are right we are going to turn as we always do the page to another great story i'm excited today because i have a friend here in the studio i've known for quite a while here in town and uh, alan schau dean of the school of business over at the college of charleston first of all welcome and thanks for being here
1: well, thank you for having me, Eric
2: and Leslie. It's We're good. excited to have you in studio this morning.
1: And yeah, I've been looking forward to it.
2: We have had, gosh, over the years, Alan, so many folks here that are board members over with you at the School of Business, tell their story, their journey. And uh, so it's kind of neat now to go to the source, right? And have the dean of the School of Business here. And you know, this show is all about entrepreneurship and leadership. And most of our guests you know, started their own business, ran their own business, sold their own business, but from time to time, we like to sprinkle in folks who are in, you know, true leadership positions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, I think one of our first shows like that was Jim Newsom years ago, who came in wow. Um, wow. and just talked about his leadership role at the port. And uh, again, I think that's the essence of, of what the show's about. So we're excited to, to hear about that. Um, Leslie, I'd love to take you down you know, the the memory lane path, but <laughs> before we well. do... Uh, just in case there's somebody out here they don't know who you are really exactly what your role is just give us a kind of a quick 20 second commercial if you can narrow it down to that
1: right okay well alan shall i came to charleston lovely charleston in march 2009 so well,
2: we're gonna go through it give me a, a commercial on your role at the college of charleston How's okay that?
1: okay i'm dean right now the, right now i'm dean of the school of business and i'm also serving as interim vice president of corporate partnerships so i'm constantly with the with industry
2: which is uh, going to be big and tied into the 250th anniversary exactly. uh, for the college next year that we'll talk about. Wow. Exactly. Yes. yeah. Charleston celebrating its 350th next year, and the College of Charleston is celebrating its 250th. So um, we have a lot of good Exciting going on for next year. Exciting things to celebrate. That's
0: so. awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, Alan, yeah, let's take it back. Um, we're going to dive into a little bit of your childhood. Tell me, mm. where were you born and what was your upbringing like?
1: Okay, I was born in Norfolk, Virginia, um, a few decades ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was um, born to a Chinese father who immigrated in 1948 from China, um, couldn't speak a word of English, and ended up marrying a Caucasian out of Bethune, South Carolina, in 1950, um, think about that two years after he immigrated to this country he marries a white carolina girl wow and um they had two uh, they had four boys i was a fourth of four uh, oh, out of norfolk you're the baby I, um i i am still the baby i guess <laughs> um but um it was uh, i was actually raised in virginia beach uh, i think we left norfolk about five years old and interestingly my father was a professor at old Dominion University. Uh, which was the Norfolk Extension, the College of William and & Mary, and then it became Old Dominion College, and now it's Old Dominion University. So I was raised in that type of academic environment. And um, fast forward a little bit, so in 1966, my mother passed away uh, four young boys. And uh, so my father was kind of, okay, what am I going to do now? Great father, um, ended up raising all four of us, and all four of us ended up getting PhDs in business
0: wow now uh, how old were you when your mother passed
1: i was i just turned seven so very young so it, it, it was an interesting time to show how influential my father was because he was our hero and he was our our um, role model obviously and so we pretty much did what he did he had a phd in business and so did we so um
0: now and he didn't speak any english when he got here
1: you know interestingly leslie he he did not speak any english he ended up getting a master's degree. Remember, he immigrated in 1948. He ended right. up getting a master's degree from Baylor University in 1949. So, my question to you is: How could you do that? What, you what do, do that? you think his major was? In one year, he gets a master's degree wow. in the U.S. without speaking English, right? And I'll tell you what the answer is: It was mathematics, right? <gasps> so that makes sense. You don't have to know the English universal well. language, yeah. wow. exactly. That's,
2: So, So, Alan, uh, talk about, as a youngster, what were you like? Were you studious? Were you into sports? Um, Kind of give us a flavor of that.
1: I was very into sports. Always have been, always will be. Um, I I love sports, and I don't think there's ever been a day where I haven't been active. Was I studious? I was studious to the point where I had to be because I had a a pretty uh, stern father who was stuck on education, so he made sure we were studying each day. Uh, Interestingly, though, on that same realm... Um, I write left-handed, and he hated that. Yeah. So every day after school, I had to write a page right-handed. And so I, I'd go into the other room, write my page left-handed, say I didn't right-handed, and go out and play.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, now you're telling so, on yourself. Right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, well, oh he, he passed away in 2013, so I think he'll forgive <laughs> me now. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but seriously, so both both were important to me.
0: And so growing up, um, was there obviously he was in a leadership role. It sounded like excelling was the norm in, in your house. Um, when you were in high school, what did you think you wanted to do? Did you already know, okay, a Ph.D. is in my future? Or did you have other aspirations, those high school days? Yeah,
1: you know, um, definitely not. Mm-hmm. My, my idea in high school was, you know, I just want to get through college. Um, you want to get through college or yeah, to college? I wanted to get to college and then through college. <laughs>
2: <laughs> one step at a time. Yeah,
1: one step at a time. I, 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 didn't, I, I honestly had applied to law school um, shortly after I before I was getting ready to graduate from college and was accepted. And my, my dad sit, sat me down and said, uh, you know, there's a lot of lawyers out there. And um, don't you want to get a Ph.D. instead? You'll have a much better life, et cetera, et cetera. So I ended up going that route. Um, you know, I, I never saw myself as an academic, to tell you the truth. I saw myself more much, more so in the entertainment or, or sports arena. Really? Uh, yeah, I've I've just always enjoyed um, the the spotlight to some extent with with um, sports and with. You know, I saw myself as as kind of an entertainer. I never I never fulfill, fulfilled that dream. But it was it was kind of in my DNA, I thought, and I still think. You know, you talk about Maslow's need hierarchy, and you know, the very top stage is self actualization, which is you're you're what you were meant to be. Like Eric and Leslie, they're hosting radio shows,
2: so that's which we you. certainly you, so. weren't meant. <laughs> so, I, I was not meant to do this. I can promise you, so. very amateurish, but that's okay. Thank but, you, Alan.
1: But have I hit my self actualization stage? Being a dean, uh, i I've, I've hit a f- stage of fulfillment,
2: but I don't know if that's what I was meant to be.
0: And so in high school, what did you, what, what did you want? What did you think your dream job was? I, I,
1: I want to do something in entertainment or something like in sports. broadcast or I, I, I would have much more preferred being movies <laughs> An actor. On, on, that, on that end. Yeah. Really? Yes. I mean, that's, that's what I used to think about. But every time I'd start going down that road, my father kind of <sighs> changed me and say, no, you kind of need to stay more academically. You know, to, t- to some extent, I'm using that today because, Eric, you know, I'm a character, right? <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, there's certain roles I have to fulfill today. Yep. And I think that, uh, that you know, innate uh, desire has helped my career and whatever I've done. Am I fulfilled today? Absolutely. I-, I love my job. I love the College of Charleston. I love the people that I work with. I have the most amazing people on a daily basis that I work with at the college and, and off campus. So... Uh, I'm a happy camper. I, I'm not one that on uh, my dying days will say I didn't fulfill my dreams because I think I'm living, living my dreams right now. Right.
2: And one of them is living in Charleston. Absolutely. Right. So as you come out of college, um, at that point, I'm assuming you knew you wanted to go into uh, the education field. Sort of give us the steps on how that unfolded in your life.
1: Yeah. So I, after, after I finished college, um, I worked a few years, um, thought about in the computer industry and thought about what I want to do um Went back for an MBA at Old Dominion, where I went for undergraduate, and did that in a year, and did that pretty quickly. And then I thought, Lord, I want to get a PhD because my father said, you "Always make sure your best degrees uh, or your best university is your final degree." And I thought mm-hmm. I was a big sports fan. I lo- loved uh, marketing, so I went to the University of Alabama because they had a, a top-rate uh, marketing program and, and PhDs, and I loved, it, loved the loved the the team and all that. So I ended up going to the University of Alabama. I know there's probably a lot of Clemson fans listening right they now. Just tr- they just
2: so. turned our show off. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Click. Click, right?
1: <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll take turns winning national titles. I'm sure, go with that.
0: sure, sure. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so at this point, what was your what was your degree in?
1: Um, PhD was in marketing and minor in statistics.
0: And a minor in statistics. And yes. what were you going to do with that?
1: Um, absolutely, go, go, go into teaching and okay. uh, go into administration. I always had uh, ambitions to not just teach, but to to do the best I could. I went through you know assistant professor, associate professor, full professor, distinguished professor, um, associate dean, you know dean. You know, so I've 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 went through a lot of the gamut pretty much of academics. And, um, you know, I've got this new challenge of vice president for corporate partnerships, which is exciting to me because it gives me a chance to interact much more with Charleston business leaders and uh, and beyond.
0: And so So. at this point, your dad is happy at this point in your life where we are with your Ph.D.
1: He was Yeah, for for sure. I mean, he was a proud father. I mean, right, right, right. You got out of
0: that law thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's exactly right. Right.
0: And you're not starring in the next movie with The Rock. So, you know, you're on the right path. I
1: I haven't given up, Liz.
2: Come on. (laughs) (laughs) One
0: of these days. Fast and Furious, right? Right. So,
2: when you look back, Alan, at that point of life where you've, you've gotten out of college, you're starting your career, like you said, you've worked in some different places, went back to school. When you look back through that journey, right. What would you say the, the impact of losing your mom at such a young age was? Like, mm-hmm. how did that form and shape who you had become as a young man?
1: That's a great question, Eric, because, you know, you kind of reflect all that all the time. And you kind of see that your mother who left you so early as kind of an angel wait, looking out for you. So I, I've always, always remembered her and whoever I know, I talk about her. But, um, you know, the fact is that as a young child, I think it made me become much, much stronger because I was the youngest of four children and losing a, a mother at that time. And, you know, you kind of have to figure figure things out.
2: I'm very independent. Huh? It had to be, yeah.
1: had to be. And I was very close to, and I still am very close to the brother that's above me, who uh, happens to be a, a business dean also. He's at Slippery Rock University outside of Pittsburgh. So he and I are extremely close. We got a lot of conferences together and we kind of shuffle ideas about being a dean, you know, how the best way to operate wow. and things like that. So that was pretty cool. That's neat, Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So what was your first job out of college? First job out I mean, of out college. of all the college, like out of after yes, the PhD, when you're done with yeah, when you're done after with your, your twenty years
2: of schooling. <laughs> I know. Uh, hey, by the way, I, and I forgot we're, we slipped through time. Uh, in case somebody just joined us, they oh, go, yeah, whose Who voices this goes to? We have Alan Shaw, who's the dean over at the School of Business at the College of Charleston. Kind of unfolding your story, and as Leslie just uh, uh, mentioned to you, you're finally done with schooling. You have the PhD. What's that first opportunity for you?
1: Right. So I was working on my on my dissertation. I left Tuscaloosa because I was had a child on the way. And so...
0: Oh, we kind of skipped over that. Well,
1: that's okay. Well, We, we can come back to it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, so it was the University of South Florida in Tampa. I took a job there for a year. Um, I actually won a teaching award while I was there for the university and ended up going to Kennesaw in Atlanta for another year. And then I realized I wanted to be a little bit closer to Virginia Beach because I had a young child at the time and I had another one on the way. So we made our way back to uh charlotte where i was there for 20 years at university of north carolina charlotte so th- so that you know really the last 30 years i've been 20 years in charlotte and 10 years here in charleston so that's the bulk of my professional academic which career.
2: is kind of unique in that field is it not usually you're, i mean there's a lot of moves and transitions and changes and in your case you've had kind of a long steady track record at, at a couple of places
1: yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, it, academics tend to, to, to jump around a little bit because that's the best way to get salary raises, to be perfectly honest, and the best way for promotion in terms of status. I, I know a good thing when I find it. And when I was in Charlotte, I fell in love with the university at UNC Charlotte because I, I felt like my career progressed as the university grew and as the city grew. When I got to Charleston, I feel like the exact same thing. I feel like my my career has progressed over the last 10 almost 11 years now here uh, in parallel with the city I've seen the growth and I'd like to think that the College of Charleston and especially the School of Business that has had something to do with that and you know provide workforce
0: and as we know business doesn't happen in a vacuum so I do want to go back to how did your personal life and what was happening there affect any of the decisions that you had made and I mean tell us about your kids
1: Okay, so my, my how did
0: all that come about? Right.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I know how it yeah, if came about. Yeah, you don't know how but... it came about. That's, a, that's a probably oh, we're go to a show. commercial.
0: <laughs> I need more lessons.
2: <laughs> Holy smokes! Sorry. No. No. Okay, you need more so, coffee. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I have three children. Uh, my my oldest is Janine, and she is um, she she's got a great job. She's assistant athletic director at Villanova University. So they she's a big basketball fan. She graduated undergraduate from Chapel Hill and got an MBA at Charlotte. And she was with ESPN for five years. So I guess that athletic part kind of came out with her. And she is constantly putting on events now in, in Villanova and just loves, you know, she's living the dream. I mean, she goes to a lot of the championships that Villanova has, has has enjoyed, especially in basketball, men's basketball, but in a lot of other sports also. Victoria is my second daughter. She is married to Vance, a wonderful guy. They are, are in fact, celebrating their Fifth anniversary today. Oh,
0: very
1: today. good. Yes, yes. So Happy anniversary. So, yes, so that's very exciting. And then my son, Alan, is a student at the College of Charleston, and he's junior.
2: So, Alan, I going to reflect back on sort of your journey, and you think about, you know, you had a long stint there at UNCC. You know, we typically have somebody in the studio, right? They, they own the business, and a lot of times they were in corporate America, and they had that journey before they left and, and went to the entrepreneurial waters. And in your case, you're coming through this journey working in— you know, academia, right? Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that environment because Leslie and I love having that conversation about those who are in the confines of a corporate environment, right? How have you been able to exercise your entrepreneurial spirit within the confines of an higher education system along the lines?
1: Yeah, so let me go back decades and decades ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I studied abroad in the 70s in Taiwan, in Taipei, Taiwan.
0: How did we miss all that?
1: <laughs> it's only a 30-minute show <laughs> a <problem. laughs> so, so so i studied abroad and i studied for 14 months in taipei taiwan i couldn't speak the language i didn't know anybody and it was a it was a journey that was successful because i took fulbright scholars at national taiwan university at the times and fulbright scholars typically come from abroad and they typically teach in english so i took a year of study there which made me grow up as a person um when you are on your own in a foreign country and literally there's no McDonald's, there's no Mrs. Fields cookies, there's no Pizza Hut, there's no KFCs, there's nothing that except indigenous food. Right. Nothing familiar. Nothing. That you, you you tend to grow up very quickly. At the time, um also created a small business of hand fans, of where the type of hand fans that you're that uh, that fold out like an accordion, um we put um, college logos on it and, and sold them to universities here in the U.S. Um, so when I got back, a real good lesson, Eric and Leslie, was copyright infringement and trademark infringement and patent infringement and everything else. I didn't know what a patent was at the time, and here I was using university logos illegally. So I got back, went to the university, and I said, oh, you're the guy that's been using our logo illegally. So it was it was a fun business, but my point is that I feel like I was entrepreneurial at that point. I mean, I had started business. I've, I've had a business um, in when I was in Charlotte with manufacturing um, um, furniture, motorcycles, crystals. And I, I had businesses on the side while I was a professor in Dongguan, China. I actually had manufacturing facilities in, in, in southern China. So I feel like I've had the entrepreneurial spirit. Now, fast forwarding to Charleston, I feel like, to, to serve the role as dean, you have to be entrepreneurial. You have to look for things that differentiate your business school from other business schools out there and other programs out there. If you're not differentiating yourself, then why would a student choose the College Charleston School of Business over any other university out there? So I feel like we've done a good job in integrating new programs, but I also want to say that we've also differentiated ourselves by the people that we have surrounding the business school. I mean, Eric, you're on my board. Um, we have Tommy Baker. We have Buddy Darby. We have Jim Newsom. We have Bill Finn. We have so many. Diane Calhane, Bob Siegel. We have so many amazing, amazing business leaders. Paul Campbell is on our board. Anita Zucker is on our board. Jonathan Zucker. We have this, an all-star cast of Charleston. That's what differentiates a School of Business. The people that surround it, as well as the programs that we, ha- that we have to offer, couple that with the excellent faculty and staff that we have and the amazing new leadership we have in Andrew Hsu and Fran Welch who's serving as as provost but Andrew Hsu the new president is off the charts in terms of being an innovative person and one that I think is going to take the College of Charleston to an entirely new new plane.
2: We're going to talk a lot about that next week certainly uh, and sort of dive into your capacity and your role that you serve now but going back to sort of that coming through and, and experiences like you had in Taiwan. If you look back over that time, Alan, um, you know, Monday morning quarterback, right? If you look back, is there a decision or or um, a time that you can think of uh, that if you had the chance to redo it, you would?
1: Specifically in Taiwan or just my no, life? No, just
2: in your journey in life. When you look back, not, not really where you're at today, but in those early years, you know, as a professor and, and doing these different opportunities at UNCC, if you look back, was there a game-changing moment for you that – maybe you took advantage of, or you didn't, or just something that you would do in a different way?
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. When I look back, and I kind of share this with my children many times, I said, don't just be in a business, own the business. And so I said, uh, the people that I know, the most amazing people I know in business are the owners of those businesses. And so I've, I've tried to inspire them to you know it's fine learn the business of whatever you're in but eventually start your own and so i i really want them again they can take it or leave it but i really believe that it's important to take leadership in anything you do and so if if great things happen you enjoy the spoils of if, if things don't happen the way you hope they do at least you know who to blame and it's yourself right so so i would encourage them and I, i'll be more specific i have always thought of myself as wanting to get more in, into real estate, uh, especially in Charleston. Mm-hmm. The way things are appreciating, maybe not as much recently in residential side, but certainly on the commercial side, that uh, the price of land, as, as well, Roger said, you know, they're not building it in any more land. So I would encourage them. And again, I kind of reflect back to my childhood. That's what my father did. He was a professor, but he bought so much real estate in Norfolk and Virginia Beach that uh, when he retired he said i'm just gonna every you know every so often i'll just sell a house or, or a building and that's what he did so he became he was very much entrepreneurial and i didn't realize it at the time but it was a impact, big impact on me because he really did he would buy play by um, residential sites that i'd say why would you buy it here but he knew it was on a main thoroughfare and he knew that the that the integrity of the neighborhood would improve and it always did i mean i, I remember one specific incident He. He bought a house for thirty five thousand dollars, Mobile Oil came ten years later and offered them I think it was two hundred fifty thousand to buy half of that land. Um so um uh, I got I got some early inspiration.
2: Well it's intriguing to think about uh being a professor but at the same time getting to exercise your entrepreneur spirit right and do that duly. Unfortunately we don't get to dive any more in that because we're out of time this morning. Oh my gosh. See how fast that goes Alan <laughs> but that's why we're gonna have you back next week because we really want to dive in more to kind of how you got to Charleston, how you took and assumed the role of the dean, and certainly what um, parallels you see in, in that role as running your own company. So Fantastic. hopefully you'll be able to bring some of that back next week.
1: Well, thank you, I'm Eric. Excited. Thank you, Leslie. i sure, it.
0: Yeah, that was awesome. And make sure and follow us on our Facebook page at Beyond the Business and on Twitter, BTBCHS.
2: And again, if you missed one of our shows, want to go pick up one this Saturday morning, simply go to our website at coastalwM. And click on the radio icon and check out some of our podcasts of previous shows. And we'll look forward to having you back next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock here at 94.3 WSC for the second half of Mr. Alan Schall, Dean School of Business at the College of Charleston. And until next Saturday, Low Country. Have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business on News Radio 943
1: WSC. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock for Beyond the Business,
2: hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 943 WSC.